I think it's best if we discuss this inside. She wavered for a moment, then slid back the chain and opened the door. He walked into the apartment, looking nervous, uncomfortable. I'm sorry to have to visit you so late, he began. I don't enjoy this any more than you do. Who are you? she asked, folding her arms across her chest. What do you want? The man shrugged as they moved into the open-plan living space. It's not what I want. It's what Peter wants. She didn't like the direction this conversation was taking. And what's that exactly? He pushed up his glasses and rubbed his eyes. He wants you to start acting reasonably. Her heart was beginning to hammer in panic, but she was determined not to show it. So, who are you, his lawyer? No, not exactly, he said, but that might be next. Blackmail is a criminal offence, after all. Blackmail? She almost laughed. Is that what this is about? Okay, so she had applied a bit of pressure, told him she wasn't prepared to wait any longer, maybe said a few things she shouldn't have, but that was hardly blackmail, was it? Does Peter know you're here? Of course. He simply wants a solution that works for both sides. We really don't want to have to involve the police. She snorted nervously. You and I both know that Peter is not going to go to the police. The man blinked at her, then nodded. Indeed. Which is why I'm here. He moved over to the table and opened his leather briefcase. He pulled out a checkbook and held it up. How much? he asked. She glanced at the checkbook, then looked out of the window. I don't want his money, she said. The man allowed himself a small smile. Really? And who paid for all this? He glanced pointedly around the apartment. I don't want money, she snapped, trying her best to sound indignant. What I want is Peter. Well, I'm afraid that's not an option anymore, he said flatly. We'll see about that. She strode to the coffee table and snatched up her mobile. I'm phoning him. He shook his head, that half smile again. The bastard was enjoying this. I don't think so. He peered at his watch. It's 2 a.m. in Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan? He's supposed to be here. Just us here, said Devon, gesturing with the checkbook again. This time her eyes followed the book, unable to look away. So, give me a figure, he said, sitting at the table. She grabbed her glass of wine and took a fortifying sip. I've told you. This isn't about money. This is about Peter and me. How much is it going to take? He asked, taking a fountain pen from his inside pocket. How much would you suggest, Mr. Devon? How much would you say a relationship is worth? In this case, nothing, because your relationship is over. His words were simple and stinging, their impact cruel, because she knew they were true. Perhaps she had pushed Peter too far, overplayed her hand. 
and now he had sent a lackey to mop up his mess. A thickness filled her throat, and her vision blurred in a cloud of tears. I think you'd better leave. Devon remained seated. Believe it or not, I'm here to help you. She hated the note of sympathy, the pity she could hear in his voice. Take my advice, he said slowly. Accept the money. Move somewhere new. Forget what's happened and just get on with your life. It's the smart thing to do. It's never that easy, though, is it? She said, her voice cracking. Not when you love someone. Now please, just go. Devon hesitated, then put his checkbook back in his briefcase and stood up. Very well, he said. Could I just use the bathroom? She nodded without.